Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's the Raspberry Tea Ladies here. And today we're going to talk about quite a large subject, actually. And I'm not sure how we're going to split it up between personal and other things. But um, image in business. So whether that's your brand image, which could be classed as your business logo, or it could be classed as your personal brand, or your personal image when you're going to the shops, or you somebody who goes in their slippers and pyjamas. I personally don't understand that, but hey, everybody's to their own. Um, so yes, ladies, take it away. Go on, Claire, go brand and imaging and your, your area of specialisation. Well, personally, when I, I, I think we all have a, a style as individual people and it, that style might include certain colours or something you naturally lean towards. For example, there might be brights, yellows, warm colours, or there might be blues and greys and dark colours. If you haven't had your colours done by, there's lots of experts out there that will do your colours because some things can make your appearance either look not as good as it could be, or could make you look fantastic. For example, I know I cannot wear yellow close to my face. It makes my face look wider. I need to wear cooler colours. So one of the things... Wider? That, yeah, it makes my face look like rounder when I wear yellow close to my face. Okay. Thankfully, I can get away with white or black, so I've got quite a, a good spectrum. But it's one of the things, actually, if I'm speaking to a, a customer and they've not got any clear thought or something definite on colours that they might want to use I often ask them well what colours do you wear because if if you can match somebody's brand given if it fits to what they already wear it makes it easier for their brand to be congruent through them personally and in business for example I wear a lot of navy blue one of the colours in my logo is navy blue and so it's easy for me to sort of kind of wear my brand colours, but because the colours that come naturally to me. It's not casting stone that some people don't want to wear the colours of their logo. They want to separate the two. But I think we each have a style, like I wear a suit and I like my clean cut collars, but I also like to wear jeans. And I never wear heels because I can't walk in heels. I'd fall on my backside. But I wear boots or brogues or certain styles of shoes. And that becomes your personal brand in a sense. You've just got to, I think, position it so that it's natural but suitable. For example, I wouldn't wear one of my bright, funky shirts at a funeral. I'd tone it down, but I'd still wear a shirt. I would. Depends yeah, on, I depends on what, what the sort of theme is or what's expected. Yeah, I just, I, for me, with that, and I know we're sort of getting off topic, but we always do, for me... <laughs> The person who's gone knows you and loved you enough for you to want to be there. Therefore, why wouldn't you be yourself? Why would you? I know I, I am myself, but yeah. but my my perspective on that is I am very big on respect and tradition and things old fashioned. And you wear dark colours, I wouldn't wear bright. But again, each person's different. We're each to our own. But yeah, that's how, that's how I that's how brand image comes into it for me or image generally. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, to work in, I don't wear my shirts. I wear my branded T-shirts. 
So I get my brand in on a call or on a Zoom call or there's some familiarity there because you see the things in the same places and stuff like Claire's that. Claire's currently showing you her branded T-shirt, which, of course, you can't see, but she has I'm a V-neck baby blue T-shirt on, which has got the logo on it. And, and Claire is sitting there with her vinyl wall behind her with her amazing Raspberry Flamingo logo right above her head. And it is such a shame you can't see it because it's beautiful. Oh, we can put a picture on the post, I reckon. But it's like, Claire, your, your hair colour, yeah. that's something you've always done and it's your choice. And I think you brought that colour into your brand, if, if we're talking along that line. Yeah, I mean, it, it, my hair, I was blonde because I'm... I'm sort of a dark blonde naturally and so for many many years I was I lightened it a little bit and, and was very blonde um, and then I got into my sort of early 40s and thought this is making me look a bit tired now it was too pale for me um, so I started messing about with browns and chestnutty browns and found a colour that I thought I liked actually and I bought about four or five lots of it and then I went for my colours doing as you were just talking about Claire and um, the first thing the lady said to me was do you like your hair colour and I said yeah I absolutely love it and she went oh dear <laughs> and I was like I've got Great six, six packets of this in my, my bathroom what the hell so when you have your colours done they cover your hair up and they cover your clothes up um, and then they, they drape beautifully coloured materials around you to see what what ha what colours react with your skin tone. They take your makeup off and everything. Um, and uh, the one I went to actually had her own makeup range as well. So once she'd done the colour analysis, she made you up according to your colour swatch type of thing. And when she uncovered my hair, it looked. <laughs> I, I was beyond dreadful I was I, I was going out to meet a friend for coffee straight from there and I felt like I looked disgraceful honestly I just I was so embarrassed going out for coffee with my hair the colour it was because I was made up according to what I should be made up and my hair just didn't go um so I said to the lady who was doing my colours, what colour can I do my hair? And I'm a, a what's called a cool, bright summer. So fuchsia pinks, turquoises, I can wear black, I can wear white, but I can't do beiges. Beiges make me look as though I'm dying, seriously. Um, and sort of then deep plums and damsons and those sorts of colours. And she said, I'd go a, a really deep damsony plummy purpley type of colour if I were you so I'm sat in this coffee shop and I'm telling my friend and she went boots is next door so we went into boots <laughs> and that's sort of how I started in raspberry um it was a lot darker it was a lot more sort of I don't know what you want to call it damsony or plummy or whatever you want Obviously. to call it but as I've gone practically white grey underneath it it's got brighter and brighter it's still the same colour I use but it's just got brighter and brighter and brighter so everybody said I'm not pink I'm not purple I'm raspberry yeah and that's sort of you know where where part of the company name came from it was just raspberry has to be in it 
but I didn't know how to put raspberry in it because raspberry copywriting wasn't right and everybody knows the story of how I got my company name because I've said it before but what people say to me is I am my brand and that's not something I've tried to do yeah it's it's just the brand sort of fitted me without intentionally doing that just happened and I think it's like um things just falling into place for all of us really and you know we I sort of started looking at my colours and Claire Foggett, you'll know the, the teal, the purple, the gold, um, the cerise pink. They are colours I have always, always absolutely loved. When I look back at my clothes when I was younger, I had like a, a goldy mustard jacket with black, um, massively flared collots. But it was like a real tailored bolero type jacket. That was when yep. I was very skinny and it looked absolutely amazing, even if I say so myself, but it did. Um, I had a cerise pink three quarter length blouse that was just absolutely, it was a silk blouse and it was just gorgeous. And those colours are always colours that I've had. I mean, I've got however many shades of purple and mauve and whatever you want to call it aubergine as Claire's just said and behind me and then my teal wall and to the front of me now you can't see obviously well you can't see any of it in fact because we've got (laughs) um is a raspberry pink cerise pink combo wall which it just makes me feel at home Mm. it just makes me feel in the right place yeah I think I mean I'm redecorating the office at the moment um I've got I've still got my flamingo wallpaper around the outside of the bay the inside of the bay now is the grey to match my grey vinyl wall but the two side walls are absolute sort of fuchsia pink and then I've got a fuchsia pink shades long in the bay I've got a black chandelier up and very soon I'm going to have a purple chair um well, it's not purple. It's sort of a, it's a tone of the pink of the wool and the shades, but it's darker because they don't make office chairs in bright pink material. Um, otherwise, it would be. Um, so, yeah, I think having your office tailored to your brand, which reflects your personality, is very, very motivational. Yeah. I think, you know, at the times I think the offices I've worked in and what's the most you could do perhaps put a photo up and put a plant in them and they tend to be magnolia or white or my last office in employment was a bloody massive open planting with about 60 people on one floor and you got a corner with that was a corner created by screens and you faced into the corner mm. How do people expect people to do the best work in those circumstances? And we all know what the uh, the RBS situation was with um, Fred Goodwin having to have a certain number of chairs in blue and a certain number in orange. And oh, it was absolutely awful in the offices that I was in. And they were just bland as anything. And of mm. course, you're not allowed anything on your desks. Um, and then you had to clear your desks at the end of the day anyway. Well, <clears throat> they don't have that anymore, do they? Because it's all hot desking. Yeah. So... No. It's just such a delight to actually sit 
and we've said this I don't know how many times haven't we on these podcasts that we have been so fortunate that we could all work from home and continue to work through lockdown yeah. and be surrounded by our business things our business yeah. tools whatever we want on our desks and our walls we are able to do it yeah and I'm looking at well it was funny when you mentioned Claire about the um the yellow if you wore yellow it widened your face and I was just looking at Claire's got this lego huge massive piece of lego behind her on her unit and it's yellow it's <laughs> well, lego. Face I, like, I, I like yellow and I use it like yellow is one of my brand colors but you will never see me wear it wear it no so yeah, I would I, use it up I always said I couldn't wear yellow because when I was blonde obviously yellow makes your blonde hair look yellow I can't so, even imagine you blonde now. Yeah, I think I've I mean, seen two photos and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was blonde from, I was sort of a golden blonde as my natural colour, is that sort of goldeny, blondy, darky blonde. And then I, I went very, very blonde blonde for most of my, from being, I don't know, 20 to 43, something like that. I guess hair <laughs> is, is another thing with me as well, isn't it? Because it's taken years for me to accept my curls mm. and now the photos the the headshots that I had done it was pure accident that the day that we went to get the photos done I'd washed my hair I'd put a little bit of product on and then left it and it was like tight curls mm. and since then I mean it's growing out but it is still a bundle of tight curls and that's just me now it's it, but you see anybody with straight hair would kill for yours yeah and, and I have you know, mine, mine wouldn't curl. I mean, I have to literally kill it within an inch of its life to get it to curl. And it, <laughs> it sort of does for a little while. But, you know, if I don't use a ton of products and heat on it, this is, you know, I don't even comb it. Yeah. This is just my hair. <laughs> and, and, and that's it, isn't it? And Claire Froggett, yours is short, spiky. It always has been as long as I've known you. I have it like a, I call it scruffy spiky because it doesn't need doing. As long as it's short enough to sit tidy, it because it, I'm useless at doing things. But when I was at college, it was like this, but I had it permed on the top. So it's You're not a girly girl, are you? No, I'm not a girly girl. <laughs> I try, I do some things, main things mainly. Ah. But I don't so, do baths. I like a nice red hot shower and things like that, but... Don't give me all fancy smellies. I like, uh, what do I have? Natural sauce, the tea tree and mint, or those flavours, I call them. You do? I have seen you in lipstick, though. I do occasionally wear lipstick, yes. It, uh, when I had my colours done, again, the lady that I saw said you could do lipstick. And I went, well, sometimes. And it, it does actually make a difference because yeah. I'm blessed to have natural tone in my lips that's not too pale, but you can really tell a difference when I put lipstick on. Mm um so sometimes occasionally probably if I'm going out I might do lipstick and a bit of eyeliner and mascara but generally because I wear my glasses I don't need my glasses to work in because I'm short-sighted but I need them to drive or if I'm in a room full of people when I've got glasses on you can't see the mascara so I don't see the point and because I don't wear it ever I always forget and rub my eyes look like a panda not a good look but uh, what about what about photos business and image photo I think it's important to have a set or something especially for your profile image on 
social media platforms, for example. I think most businesses will use some social media platform. And if you're the face of the business or it is your business and there's just you, if you do something that's consistent, so people if people get used to seeing it, it's that repetition and you know it's you. And I think it's important to have some images that are done in a considered fashion, if not professionally, that are well think, and you're making yourself look the best you can look and those other sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's incredibly important to use a, a picture of you as opposed to your logo, if you, if yeah. you are the face of the business, yeah. because otherwise you look like a, a business that's just too big to have a personal service. And I don't think that's what many smaller businesses want. But... I also think it's really important to think about that photo because the number of times you see people holding a beer glass up or a glass of wine on their on their profile, say on LinkedIn, which is a professional, you know, on yeah. Facebook, if you want to keep your personal profile separate to your business, that's totally up to you. I, I get that completely. But if you're going to add business friends and business associates to it I think your photo needs to be more professional but the number of times I see people in the bikini or the trunks or with a beer glass or a wine glass in hand on LinkedIn and I just think what do you think you look like I don't know if they think we're, they're selling a lifestyle I Does think yeah mean? that's probably a lot to do with it now isn't it because it seems to have gone full circle we seem to be going back round to selling the lifestyle. And whether it is because of what's happened over the last two years or not, I don't know. But people are going for the lifestyle changes, the lifestyle choices. And I'm not going to change my photos in any way. I mean, I, you wouldn't see me in a bikini to start with, let alone on a bloody picture um, and a profile picture of it. Um, but we had such great fun that day that we went to do our photo shoot, the, yeah. the headshots. And it was just the way it turned out. I'd taken however many outfits with me to change into. I'd taken a black vest. I just had some leggings on. I'd done my hair. Well, done it and left it. Um, done a little bit of makeup, but not too much. And when I got there, it was like, no, don't get changed. Just, just do it as you mm. are. And I had a black leather jacket on. And do you know what? I absolutely love those shots. And they They're are amazing. me. They are me now. Yeah, and amazing. I've kind of grown into those shots, if that makes sense. I've My confidence has changed so much over the last year and a half that I've grown into those shots and I absolutely love them. Yeah. You see, I had I went with you that day because I'd had some done the year before. And when I, after I'd had my accident, my, obviously I'd not had my hair cut for a long time and it had grown long and just didn't feel like me. Mm. And I knew that, but I went along for my headshots doing because I knew I needed them for business. And when I got them back, I was like, I don't like what I see. And that's not, it wasn't me, how I look, if you get my meaning. But my yeah. hair didn't suit me, the style it was in. It just, I just didn't feel like I looked like me. Yeah. So when I'd had, when I decided what I wanted to do with my hair and had it cut, that's when we went back for some more do it because I just thought I need to I need my photos to look like me to, for me to look at them and go yes that's me that's who I am 
Yeah. And, and, and that's aren't what you're you going, saying, isn't it? Aren't you talking about having them done again, Claire, for a reason? Well, I might be. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. I, I, I think, think your, your work that you've done on yourself and the choices you, which you had to make, a little bit of vanity, but you had to, to make, <laughs> you had to do something for your, for your eyes, otherwise yeah. you were going to struggle to see. Yeah. I think the difference in your appearance, having seen you almost every day through the process and how you are now, your face looks completely different. And I think while you look in the mirror and you can compare back to those shots that you had done and you know you deliberately raised your eyebrows and tried to open your eyes. Look demonic because my eyes like... <laughs> might look surprised but I think if you had new shots done and you put those side by side you'd see how different they oh, are massive. it's yeah. a different expression when you try to open your eyes yeah I just at the moment I don't feel like I know I want them doing mm. but I don't feel like it's a priority for my time yeah. at the moment yeah. um I went on a on a business planning masterclass last week and my next 12 months is Block a block pound out. That's that's it. I'm done now. Um, <laughs> no, I'll find the time to let them done. I just I'll, it'll come to me on a whim. I'll suddenly go. Yeah, I want them doing now. So for people who haven't heard the story, why are you? Why are we talking about your eyes, Claire? Oh well, basically my eyelids collapsed. My top eyelids collapsed, and it got to the point that I was told that um, very soon they would be weighing so heavily that I couldn't see properly and, and I spoke to somebody actually a lady afterwards after my surgery who said she'd had a driving license taken away from her because she had the same issue um so I decided to go and it was somebody said it was going to be about four years on the NHS so I decided to go private I had two centimeters taken off up each upper eyelid and the vanity bit that Claire was talking about came because while I was there, I thought, let's have the bottom ones done too. And so I think he took three or four millimetres from me under each eye, which is just raised, sort of got rid of a few lines under there. Um, so, yes, you can actually see my eye colour now. And this is a really girly thing to say, I know, but I have not been able to wear eye makeup properly for years. I've literally put a bit of, some sort of brown or colour on just to say I've put some on but I can actually play with eye makeup now and I'm, I'm I've gone whole hog and replaced all my makeup and I'm just enjoying every morning putting my eye makeup on and I put it on whether I'm going out or not now because I can and you know the exciting thing is as well because we're able to get out a bit more you have had quite a few social events haven't you recently yeah. So the wedding and then you go out on yeah. your, your Friday nights, on your date nights. And the pictures are so, so different. And well, you the wedding, just look like a different person. Yeah, I mean, the wedding I had my makeup done professionally for. Um, and when I walked out of the salon and came home before, it was like, this is a lot of makeup. I've never worn this much makeup this ever, ever. And then Laura curled my hair for me. And I was like, okay, looks a bit better now because I've got big hair with it as well yeah. um by the time I got to the wedding I thought yeah actually I like this <laughs> and then on the photos of course you look different anyway don't you so yeah. it doesn't yeah you know you might feel as if but yeah. sort of going back to the the branding and the image and and do you ever or have you ever fallen foul of doing what you think other people think you should do 
or have you sort of stood your ground? In what sense? So a lot of people starting out in business, imposter syndrome sets in, comparisonitis and all the rest of it. And you look at what other people in your area of business, in your, you know, in your genres are doing. And have you ever gone against what you think you should do? Because you think others are probably looking at you thinking, who on earth are you and wherever you come from and what are you doing? Personally, no. I, I have my own style, if you like, or my own wardrobe. Yeah. And I have smart, smart, casual, casual, not leaving the house, bed, or sport or a particular thing. So when I'm going somewhere, say if it's business networking, it's generally smart, casual. Like I said, I like my shirts, I like my suit jackets, I like my jeans. I am not going to wear a full suit. And I, I don't think in current business trends, if you like, that you have to wear a suit. Maybe certain professions feel like they have to, but I don't like wearing a full suit, so I'm not yeah. going to wear it unless I absolutely have to when it's required, like a black tie event, for example. You have certain expectations of the type of clothes, but I've never, ever thought, well, I can't go there because I can't wear that. I've, I'm yeah. like, well... What's the what's the appropriate thing out of my wardrobe? And I've, I always put my personality. Like I said, the, the louder the shirt, the better. But my jackets will always be dark blue or black to come back a little bit. For me, I've no, I haven't got a clue what any other copywriter would do. Um, I've never looked at my competition because I don't see that I've got competition. Uh, my business is my business and I'll run it how I want to and I'll have the target audience I want to um I know there are lots of other there are millions of copywriters out there and content writers particularly particularly since lockdown because a lot of people went what can I do while I'm on furlough oh I like writing let's become a um you know and, and that's great but I, I don't see anybody as my competition and that's that's a superb message for anyone who is going into business yes you can't help but look to see what's going on around there but to not see anyone else as your competition yeah. because you are your own unique selling point you are yeah. the face of your business you people are your buy business. from people yeah and and at the end of the day particularly when you're a small business owner or even a, a you know getting into the SME end you know on the s bit people are still buying from you mm. if you're if you're a business development manager people are buying from you and so it doesn't matter what other people are doing realistically and I think I'm not, I'm not a competitive person anyway so it wouldn't matter to me yeah. It really wouldn't. And there are some businesses that you do need to look at what your competition are doing because you need to know that you're offering the latest service or your pricing structure correct or whatever. Mm. I've never looked at any of that. I honestly haven't. I could not tell you what anybody else charges, what how anybody else does anything, what anybody else offers. I'm, I'm just not interested. This is my business and I'm doing it my way. That's not the right approach for everybody. No. But I do think don't see people as competition to you because unless you are a very competitive person and that will push you forward, 
and propel you forward. But don't let what other people are doing affect you because I think people get carried away and they do things that aren't in their natural personality. And, and that's possibly people. one thing that I was I was thinking of as well because I did I did fall foul of it in terms of social media and what I was actually putting on social media and and it got too serious. Mm. And life coaching is serious. Yes, don't get me wrong. It's, you know, you're dealing with an awful lot of baggage, I guess, from, from people's pasts and then looking forward. But I fell foul of thinking, if I just go out there and if I'm just me, is this the right thing to do? But that was the wrong opinion completely. Just go out there and be yourself live your true authentic self and we will hear that over and over and over now again won't we so you know that is exactly what we should be doing and to be able to have that attitude that people are not your competition because they're not actually there is plenty out there for everybody no matter where you're at Mm, and they will buy from you at the end of the day if what you're offering as an individual and a service is what they want yeah and that's the thing I mean I People say, what do you do when somebody doesn't accept a quote? Nothing. (laughs) If if they don't want to work with me for whatever that reason is, that's absolutely fine. I don't mind. You thank them for the opportunity and wish them well and say, if if you need any help in future, you know where I am. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not personal. You know, it's you've got to think about business contacts and your clients a bit like you think about when you meet a bunch of strangers for some people you'll want to yeah some people you won't at all and that's the same for our clients yeah. they'll either warm to us and go yes I want to work with this person or go actually I, I don't feel it the, you know why factors not their type of thing or whatever it might be and that's not personal we can't all like everybody and for all of our businesses actually that is really really important the personal factor to it yeah. there has yeah. to be that connection yeah. um and, and as we said at the start of this podcast we don't know where this is going we don't know I mean this is huge this topic isn't it and we've that's just it. touched on a few a few areas of it within it but yeah we talked for long enough Claire or but yeah, I think I think we could probably talk all day on this one, but we've covered branding, personal branding, what style of clothes you wear, what colours you wear, what your hair colour is, why you might wear something for a certain event or be expected to or you think you're expected to, why you might look at other people and think, why don't I look like that or should I do what they're doing? But ultimately, you are you. Nobody else is you. You've just got to spend the time or make the effort to find out who you are because you may have been pretending to be somebody else for a long time. We might have all been there at times. You might know who you are and you might be clear about it and you always have been. Fantastic. But you cannot be somebody else and it's hard work trying, so don't be. If your brand can be you and your business, it makes life a lot easier because you don't have two to manage. You don't have two things to think about. But if you've got any comments or any thoughts on this, we'd love you to comment on our Facebook post when we share it. This episode will be on Wednesday, the 2nd of February. So there'll be a post there to comment on. And what do you reckon, Joe? I reckon that's been quite exhausting. Is it time for a brew? Absolutely. Yes. Bye. 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 Bye.